4. Stay awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. Mark 13, 35-37. Kia ora and happy Tuesday. Welcome to another episode of Fill Me In, a Redeemer Church podcast, formerly the 99th most popular podcast among Kiwis on Spotify. A big shalom to those who have been called to repentance and welcome to episode 9. I had one person pointed out to me, so obviously no one else missed it too much. But uh, obviously there was an episode last week because I had my round 2 of coronavirus. But I'm back now ready for uh, a good solid episode 9. I'm all filled up on robust tea and I've got Simon here with me today. Welcome Simon. Thank you brother, good to be here. Good to have you with us, man. Would you be able to just introduce yourself, sort of who you are, what you do, all that kind of thing, to the audience? Sure. So my name's Simon Usher. I'm a Hawke's Bay boy. Uh, I'm the lucky husband of Marilise, who, out of everyone I've ever met, is my favourite human. Nice. So that that worked out well. Um, I've got four loud, boisterous children, who many will have heard, if not seen. Um... (laughs) I work as a radiologist, uh, split between the Tauranga Public Hospital and uh, a bit of private work. Um, I sit on the board of a company in Oz, and I'm a student, Um, so I'm doing uh, some public health study at the moment, and uh, Lord willing, hope to do some theology study studying next year. Cool, man, and we'll talk a little bit more about that as Mm. we get into it. And you've only fairly recently just come back to NZ, right? Yeah, so um, we've spent, uh, of the last 20 years, we've probably spent most of them in Oz, um, but most recently we had nine years in Ballarat, just an hour west of Melbourne, um, and that was great. We, we moved there uh, for family. My brother um, was there with his family. Madalisa's um, parents and siblings were all in Melbourne at the time we moved, Right. Um, and then that sort of family scenario sort of started changing in a few different ways, etc. So we've been back in NZ now for um, since February cool. for me, and uh, it's been awesome. It's been uh, yeah, lovely to be back. Really nice in uh, ten different ways. Awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, and it's been so it's been so good having you, man. Like as you say, you've been here since February. That's probably about when I met you, or maybe a little bit after. Yeah, and it's been it's been so good uh, hanging out, and I feel like this awesome friendship growing hopefully um still many great things to happen from this but yeah it's just been cool to see you and see your passion for the lord and um yeah it's just a just an awesome friend man so it's been cool could you um talk a bit about your christian life currently what what does it mean in 2023 for simon usher to be christian yeah so that's um it's it's kind of an exciting time to be honest and and um uh christian walk in the sense of um, we are sort of as a family and me as an individual just going through a bit of a transition in terms of coming back to NZ mm. and reevaluating, um, I guess, where we want our time and energies, etc., to be. Um, and so uh, I have for years felt, um, what would you say, that the nudging, the call that, that something would likely change in terms of the way I worked around mm. and probably around this time of life um, and I actually said to Madalise, you know, we were at med school together and I actually said to her way back in the day so that was about more than 20 years ago mm. and I said to her I reckon around the time I'm 45 it'll be time for a big shift mm-hmm. um, in terms of what I do mm. um, and I just turned 44 um, last month and so it kind of on target <laughs> yeah um and i reminded her of that i said do you, you know do you remember that conversation and she and she did so um that's been kind of amazing just noticing that that has just been lining up for all sorts of reasons outside of our control yeah um and so in you know i mentioned studying theology and so we're just um uh contemplating what that um will mean but we're just basically looking short answers we're looking to be of increased service um, to the kingdom mm. and just trying to figure out what form that will take. Yeah. Um, and so, um, as you know, I've put, put my hand up to go through the, the um, elders uh, course or whatever yeah. you call that at, at um, church. Yeah. Um, we'll be doing this theological study. And so just exploring that space and trying to find where is the the right place yeah. um, to, to make our contribution, but just enjoying 
really enjoying figuring that out really yeah. enjoying just um that exploration and and, and prayerfully yeah exploring that space totally man it's super exciting not knowing necessarily how exactly it's going to look but knowing you're on the winning team and yeah, yeah. there's something good coming down the track that's a good way of phrasing it yeah. yeah absolutely that's that's awesome man and and it's been yeah great to meet you guys and super excited about obviously this process coming up for you as well maybe could you talk about your life before you were exposed to christianity uh, perhaps your childhood perhaps you know the ways you looked at the world before uh, encountering the gospel who was simon pre-christian yeah, good, good question. So, yeah, so I say I grew up in small town Hawke's Bay, the love Danavik. Um, so pretty good. I have pretty rose-coloured glasses. I think when I think of my childhood, it was just all those good small town Kiwi things. Yeah. Um, and so mum was a teacher, dad was a um, small businessman, um, farm consultant type cool. thing, a little farming community. Um, I think... It's it's hard to to know if I'm doing it justice, but I think I felt something of a nudging from a fairly young age. Okay. I think I was inclined toward um, God, for want of a better word. I was quite inclined toward those themes from a relatively young age. I just mm. remember thinking about them. Uh, and I remember feeling, as a fairly young man, quite distinct from my family. Mm. You know, as in think, just feeling that I was inclined in a way that I didn't see in the rest of my family Um, that wasn't explicitly Christian at the time but I just noticed an interest a yearning um, I think it's sort of probably pray in a a weird way like I was just sort of conscious of that realm if you you like Um, and so that sort of just developed on um, we had uh, my my dad had an illness and so I think that probably brought mortality more into my mind than it might have for the average yeah. young kid. Um, and so dad was sort of, you know, the, the specter of dad's death was kind of looming. Um, it was sort of this ever-present threat. Mm. Um, and then, uh, so that carried on. And then I went uh, through a period, I think as a teenager, I would say, where um, I just got... Um, it's hard to say, but it's, it's probably something like some sort of existential crisis right, right. You're sort of you're just going along as a teenager life was pretty good like i like i was like i kind of had a smooth ride as a yeah. teenager I, I didn't um suffer with a lot of the tough stuff of teenage years and kind of school was going well and i had tons of mates and things were good at home yeah and so i kind of had that little um <laughs> almost like a midlife crisis but then right you're just like is this it like is this is this what we do? You know, we right. carry on like this. Is this just the path I walk? And so I remember just, just a searching, just a dissatisfaction. Like just like this, this is not life. This yeah. cannot be, this cannot be all that it is. This is just a bit empty and meaningless. Right. Um, and so I just got really interested in, um, pretty much everything, pretty much, um, uh, other religions, philosophy, esoteric stuff, just yep. anything that hinted at the transcendent, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I didn't, I don't recall any sort of road to Damascus type mo- moment, but I just started attending the local, um, charismatic church, um, okay. by myself, which was obviously a bit weird for my family, right? When the <laughs> teenager is off on Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, how old are the teenager at this point are we talking? This was like maybe 16, I right. think. Okay maybe 15 at the youngest yeah something like that um and then must have been 16 actually because i think i was mobile so i would have I yeah i okay. had my license yet um and so i just started going there and just um yeah like not not feeling a hundred percent that was right because it, there's the the charismatic stuff which even back then didn't entirely sit right with me okay it's like sitting like you're like these guys are responding to something I don't feel quite stirred to respond the same way, but you feel like you're getting closer sure. to, to the target, right? Sure. Um, and I think just at some point, um, almost just acquiescing to that, just going, this is me, this is my path now. I, I, I you know, I'm going down here. And I, I remember, like, as I say, no, no road to Damascus moment. Yeah. But I, I do remember one moment just in church, like I'm not 
as I say, charismatically inclined. It wasn't not easy for me to um, um, raise my hands sure. in church and that sort of stuff. But I remember just doing that one day yeah. in church as a teenager, and as sort of a um, what do you say? Yeah, it was a moment of release. It was just like, ah, all right, I'm in. Mm. You know, it was just like I'm all I'm all in. So I was kind of raising my hands to God as a yeah. It was more than just praise in that moment. Yeah. Um, and I think sometime around then it just became this is my path and I just kind of just accepted that I wasn't going to be which is a bit weird as a teenager and it's kind of like um, you always get the questions like what's going on with Simon you know right um, <laughs> my siblings used to debate about who broke Simon because <laughs> I was the weird religious one in the family right. and um, you know didn't drink and all those sorts of things and so they were all like what's up with this guy um but yeah so sometime in that space mm. uh, i just um yeah gave my life to the lord but it yeah. was a, it's not a i can't remember that it was three, yeah for sure 3 p.m on a thursday yeah 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 and that's the case for a lot of people do you remember i guess um initial thoughts around uh some of the maybe particulars of the ideology of christianity in terms of sin uh in terms of jesus in terms of Christ has died for sin, gospel, that kind of stuff, and how maybe that stuff, even over a process, sort of hit you? Um, yeah, I think it's worth it's worth noting that... So I said, like, I didn't come from a religious family, but yeah. like so many Kiwis, Christianity was the default religion sure. at home. So mum's... You know, we would, there'd be occasional grace at home, and I do think mum took us to Sunday school, um, I remember, a small amount yeah. as, as, a, as a kid, so it was... It was still there in the water, yeah, um, a little bit, um, and I didn't. I don't remember having too much problem with it because I was, I was, just through I guess the period of introspection, I was conscious of my own sin. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't have any problem accepting that I was sinful. Yeah. And I didn't. Um, essentially, I didn't. I didn't feel it as a super negative thing in the sense of I just accepted it as a as a way of saying we're human you know like when someone says I'm only human as in like I'm not perfect yeah in some ways I think of that it's like sin it's like it's like it's good to be aware of it but sooner or later you've got to move on and go yeah okay but like there's something um, it's an odd form of over self-focus to just stay with the sin, sure. To to never move on. And get, yeah, yeah. I am sinful, but I'm also got a job to do. Yeah. So I can sit here talking about how I'm broken. Yeah. But sooner or later, I've got to get up and get on. Yeah, with for it. sure. Um, and so I don't, I don't, I don't remember feel, finding that a particular stumbling block. Okay. Like, yeah, I'm sinful. Yeah. yeah. I can, let me list the ways. You know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. That's not hard. Um, and then. No, and Christ, and I remember that made sense to me. The Christ, like particularly, the, I, I draw a lot on the thief on the cross next sure. to Christ, um, because it made sense to me. You know, having looked at a few other religions, and particularly legalistic ones, yeah, like you know, Islam and Judaism and things like this, where it's more about like how many you know rules did you break or not break, and it's kind of this almost formulaic where yeah. you go to the good place or the bad place. I remember thinking that didn't make sense because I knew that. I was conscious of my blessings that I'd grown up in a in a loving home with two parents who, you know, it was stable and stuff. Right. And um, we were by no means well off, but I never went hungry or right. anything like that. So I was just like, it's just not the same if I steal versus there was plenty of poverty in our town, right? So I was like, I know kids who, if they steal, sure. it's different than if I steal. Sure. Because they have less than I do and they do go hungry. I know that. Yeah. And so there was this intrinsic awareness that, it can't be as simple as we all have to follow the exact same rules and if it's the same thing if we each break the rules and that there's no grace. And so it kind of made sense to me, just Christ with the thief on the cross, that there's no way that guy could earn anything. Right. Because he's on the cross, right? He's at the end of his life. Right. And so there was an intrinsic sense that you go, that seems right to me. Yeah. That, that, that we need grace, that it cannot be a formulaic, you know, summation of all the good things we've done and right. the bad things we've done yeah um so that stuff rang true um yeah 
later on I've struggled with some of the typical um, friction points with um, more you know reformed theology yeah. um, and those uh, sorts of things but the, the real core Christian doctrines were almost intuitively correct to me I was yeah. like yeah that that seems about right yeah yeah yeah, amazing. So obviously, the intention of God uh, for us in the Christian life is to, um, you know, be among His people and to to have other Christians in our face and, uh, you know, talking to us about these things, encouraging us, maybe even questioning us, maybe challenging us at certain points. Um, are, are there key people that sort of stick out to you uh, along the course of your Christian life who you would say they've been instrumental? So I've been thinking about this a fair bit, right? Because I've heard you ask others this. Um, sure. I think this is... I love what, asking it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, the, the probably the first thing to acknowledge in this is I think my own pride has probably been a stumbling block here. Mm. Um, I, I can I can think of people who have been a sort of a light, but I don't, I don't have like a really good answer for that. And yeah. I think that has been me. Yeah. Like, I think I've been... Um, it's a, it's just been this like just you know uh, a sin that I have long struggled with is just pride and in particular like an intellectual pride. So I'm just okay. I'm just hard to teach. Okay, I'm just I'm I'm just a bit of a thick headed you know <laughs> dude <laughs> like that. Right. Um, and I th- I think so I think that's been a stumbling block for me. Yeah. Um, having said that, there's there's plenty of people who've just been a beautiful light to me over the years. Yeah. And so in those early years when I was coming to faith um there was a um family that uh one of my best friends at high school her family uh, went to this church the the lamisons down in danavik and they were just just a beautiful christian family yeah and i just loved being at their house yeah and so um i would often join them um through hanging out with uh, their daughter or i would often join them for lunch after church um and so it wasn't any particular um teaching or right. mentoring thing or anything yeah. like this but they were just awesome people yeah. to be around they were just beautiful christian family and and in some ways they formed my view of what i wanted my family to be yeah um that's know, beautiful this this lovely yeah. vibrant christian family who yeah. were around each other um that's awesome man. yeah so that, that, that they're just just awesome people and um then when i went to um uni and i met this beautiful south african girl who I followed off to uh, the local Reformed Church. Um, and, and you'd only been in Charismatic Church before that? Yeah. Right, yeah. So okay. up, to, up to that point, we sort of met in second year at uni, so I spent my first year as church hopping. Yeah. So you got uh, infant baptism by fire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Reformed Church. Okay. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And so I was sort of, and I think, I'm pretty sure I was the only Anglo-Saxon there. Right. Everyone else was either Dutch or Afrikaans, okay. descent sort of thing, so I was like the token uh, Anglo in the room. Right. Um and so I think uh, there was a guy there, um, uh, Jerry, who um, he sort of just went through. I think he thought um, that I wasn't Christian before that. Like he just didn't know. So he offered to go through this just introduction to Christianity course right. with me. But I was like, whatever, man, let's do it sort of thing. So he figured out during that that I was already a Christian. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was just, again, it was just a cool time. So it's not a, like a specific thing, but it was just, I just enjoyed yeah. it just hanging out with an older totally, Christian man. dude who was just a good guy. Yeah. Um, and um, and then I think I could say without hyperbole, just like Redeemer in general, like like you were the first dude I met at Redeemer and straight away, like I just kind of was like, yeah, okay, cool. I kind of like, I just, I vibed with you straight away. There's like um, a good sermon on the first day. I think Caleb was preaching on the very first day we were there. And just pretty much everyone we've met at Redeemer, like, and this is a bit hyperbolic and it's a bit over the top, but like we're just in love with Redeemer. We're just like, Madalise and I just occasionally would just keep pinching ourselves and going, this place is awesome. Like there's just something special happening at Redeemer. There's something, something different yeah, there, just in terms of just our experiences with the church, with the church communities, just the, the vibrancy, the commitment, the industriousness, the number of people involved and um like i just i just actually rang marilise and i just sent an email to um 
uh, Yulia Root. Actually, oh, yeah. Shout out to Yulia if she's listening. And she just sent me an email this morning and she just signed it off with, um, may the Lord shine his face upon you. And, you know, Yulia. And I think I wrote back and I said, that is the most beautiful email sign off I've ever received. And there's just little things like yeah, that totally. that come through Redeemer. So there's like, yeah. there's the big stuff happening and then there's just little things like that. Totally. And I just was like, that's beautiful. Yeah. That just like lifted my morning. Yeah. And I was like, what a, an amazing way to sign off an email. So even emails can just be... That's awesome. Sanctified, beautiful yeah, things. Totally. You know? Yeah, totally. Yulia's great. Yeah, she's an SCG. She's, she's yeah. awesome. Her and her husband's too. Great people. Um, no, that's cool, man. And we're glad you're enjoying it. We we hope that you will continue to enjoy it. And, and you're making it better by uh, being here with your family and the ways you contribute as well. It's been cool just seeing you guys get stuck in right from the get-go let's just talk a little bit about i guess reflecting over the time since you've been a christian are there things in particular that you would think so i mean the heading here i've got is blessings but i guess i'm generally meaning like things that you think okay that's gone well um i'm really glad that in terms of how that panned out that it panned out that it panned out that way um dodged a bullet there or you know it was good that we figured that out quickly do you have particular things like that that you you're quite chuffed with um do you mean just like occurrences, like like physical things that happened? Just just anything, maybe just something that you learnt quickly, or something that you just that stuck out to you, or yeah, maybe maybe occurrences, maybe providential things. Um. So I, I correct me if I'm not answering in the right way. Um, but I think the like moments that we felt the Lord's hand. Sure. Is this cool? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so there's one. Um, so in my third third year at uni I um to save money I signed up to be a uh, what do you call it, like a housemaster at a boys school in Dunedin yeah um and I hated it right <laughs> it was horrible um and not because like the boys were awesome but like I was only a few years older than them right and my room was right in physically in the middle of the dormitory of right. like, these 14 year old boys and so I just had zero peace um and med school was pretty full on. So I was just like at med school all day. And then I'd just come home and be surrounded by 14-year-old boys. And right. Like, this is killing me. And so um, about whatever, halfway through the year or something like that, I was like, i gotta, I got to get out of here. Yeah. But I was like, where am I going to find a flat halfway through the year? And I remember praying clearly and like on my knees, right? Like there was, mm. a, there was a fervency to the prayer. I was, so I was physically on my knees. And I was mm. like, Lord, I'm battling. If there's any way I can flat with friends. Oh, that'd be amazing. Mm. Um, and I remember I went down to uni and I just went to the, you know, one of the boards where they had those sort of notices and I grabbed a tag off a couple of them and then I rang one of them and I got the number wrong. And I know I got it wrong because it was like the details and thing didn't match right. where I ended up. And so I was talking to this person and I said, oh, you know, um, you have a room for that? And they said, yes. And then after a few sentences, I said, hang on, is that, is that you, Simon? I was like, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's next. It was a friend of mine. And so long story short, it was friends who had a room come up in their flat I didn't know about. Right. Um, and, uh, and I'd got the number wrong to ring them. And so I just went around and they had, when can you move in? And I moved in there and it was awesome. And it cemented, um, like some, you know, really close friendships that, that, um, you know, obviously like I still see these guys and talk to these guys regularly now. And so it was just one of those beautiful moments when I was yeah. just like, this is amazing. I got yeah. a wrong number and answered prayer. Um, so it's little things like that where we just awesome. felt the hand and he just like, just incredible Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and more recently, I guess just, we've had a number of things just line up opening the path to come home yeah. to come back to NZ and so we started it's so where we were living we started talking about this um, a couple of years ago and um, you know Marley's raised the possibility that, you know is maybe now the time to go back mm. and her mum had moved her dad yeah. had passed away some, a few years ago her mum had moved to Ballarat because we were there and so I just said to her, I said, we can't, right? Because your mum's come here because of us. I said, we can't abandon her. So we can't, we're here, we're here sort of thing. Yeah. 
And then literally about a week after that conversation, her mum raised with her in the car. She goes, how would you feel if I moved to Perth? I go, fill your boots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so she went over to Perth, where my Lisa's sister lives, or just south of Perth, I should say. Right. Um, and so my Lisa and I were like, well, it's like a big green light, right? Like it wasn't, it wasn't something we'd prayed about. We had yeah. been praying for more generally for like doors to open for guidance and all this sort of stuff, but we hadn't prayed specifically for this sort of thing. Mm. Um, but there was just things like that where the timing and stuff like that was just conspicuous. And we were just like, that's a big green light. Yeah. You know? And so there's just a number of things like that, just timing. Um, we had, um, my arrangements with my work was that I couldn't really leave until um, a four year period had passed and so neither mm. previous account that had just come up and so we were just like you know on the day yeah. basically just pulled the trigger we're out um, so there's a number of things like that that just converged and then we just kind of come and we've just fallen backwards into this beautiful Christian community um, with Redeemer and things like that that we've just gone we just felt the whole process to be cool. to be blessed. We just felt the the hand of the Lord to be fairly um, evident through the whole thing. And so, um, yeah, I'm not sure if that's what yeah, you're no, that's great. That's, that's awesome. They've been awesome. That, that's yeah. great. So maybe to tackle it from the other end, are there things like regrets? Might be a strong word, but maybe not. Some people don't like that word. But um, I, I guess things that Simon today, if he could have a conversation with freshly converted Simon. Uh, talking to him about the Christian life that's coming up and the the decades ahead with that. What what kind of things would you say? You know, maybe tripwires to avoid or landmines to avoid. I th- I think like like I alluded to before, I would definitely say. You know, wrestle your pride down more. Yeah. And and seek out a bit more not mentorship, but you know what I mean. See, yeah. Seek out a bit more discipleship. Yeah. I guess. And don't don't be afraid to, um, to just dive in a bit more. Yeah. And so, because I think that somewhat limited my sort of involvement in in any Christian body. Yeah. That, that I was with, you know, it's yeah. like particularly in those church hopping days, right? When you're church hopping, you're you're not really there, right? You're you're a, a peripheral sure. tourist kind of. Yeah. Um, and then when I did get more involved. Uh, it was always just like this slight distance to it. Yeah. Um, like little things, like like uh, the church we went to in Dunedin was a pretty old school, reformed, out of the Dutch reformed kind of yeah. path. Um, and so they were like a t- church twice on Sundays kind of church. And I kind of just almost had this in principle resistance to it. Right. It's like, no man, you get one. Right. Yeah. And, and like just little things like that, I, I would have just said, just kind of just dive in a bit more yeah look to be discipled yeah assume you have something to learn from everyone for sure um and i think that would have yeah i think that would have aided it and i think i've probably only just now reaching a point to where i think for most of the last most of my life to this point i've been trying to walk that path of being christian but kind of in the world too, right? Sure. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the dude who gets the two together, right? After okay. thousands of years of history, <laughs> I'm gonna be the one who figures it out. Yeah. And and um, I think you know, sad it's taken this long, but you kind of at some point you just reach a point where you just like these are not commensurable. Sure. Right. We can't be in the world and of the world. Right. Um, and. So at some point you just kind of go, I love my fellow human beings, but I know what team I'm on now. Right. And, and, and so I think, um, that's taken me a long time. I said I've got a thick skull, but it's taken a long time to sort of beat in and just kind of go, you can love your fellow human being. Yeah. You can be all in on loving your fellow human being, but you got to be all in on truth too. Right. And right. not, and not try and harmonize everything right right? um and so i think those would be the two things yeah um that's insightful man Mm. that's very insightful cheers for (laughs) digging deep on on those ones um yeah for sure like christianity's got some rough edges and there's there's obviously good stuff in trying to 
I guess, say it in an articulate way or saying it in a way that is compelling or, or persuasive mm. to someone. Um, Tim Keller has a thing where he talks about like trying to make it, you know, talk about Christianity in a way that even if they don't believe it, they kind of wish it were true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I like that. I think that's true. But the, yeah, there are some rough edges that it's going to be difficult to do that with. And, yeah. and you've just got to you know, sort of nail your colors to the mast and go, okay, I'm with, I'm with the Lord on this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, could you talk about scripture and how Simon in 2023 sort of tries to, work that into his life yeah so that's something um that's a particular focus at the moment is just trying to uh, get better scriptural fluency and so yeah i mean i guess one of the blessings of modern technology is it's just there's 10 different ways to do it now yeah totally. right? it's not sitting down necessarily with a with a paper bible and you know leafing through it um and so uh i'll so i'll do that like well, at the moment i'm just reading on my phone because my books are all in boxes but um, right. you know previously I would alternate between just reading the Bible in the old school fashion um, and these days I'm just making um, predominantly use of a, um, an app through that's kind of through the network of the Logos guys Okay. Um, and it just has reading plans and it just knocks them out and so you can obviously read it off your phone or um, it's, you can just audio it nice. as well and all that sort of stuff uh, so I'm trying to just go into sort of saturation mode of yeah. just, just just smashing it in. That's um, awesome. Even if I'm not paying full attention, I was like, well, it's like if I'm driving, that's a great background. Absolutely. So, um, and just, just trying to just bathe in it. Yeah. Um, and so I think I think that's something I really need to work on, particularly in the next couple of years, is just yep. really um, pushing that and pushing. I've never been big into memorizing verses and things like okay. that. And I was like, well, I really should, right? Like, so much of my other work is memorizing stuff. Sure. Um, so I've kind of gone, kind of, okay, well, now it's time to just really lock lock this stuff down. Yeah. Um, and so that's a particular focus. Cool, man. Um, now, and, and stuff like, uh, just some of the stuff we do through Redeem has been really good for that sort of stuff. Just Bible Buddy, um, yeah. the men's ministry stuff. All, all, all of those sort of things are just reinforcing networks. Um, Redeem is just you know, focus on biblical preaching is really good because you, you know, reinforce it with a CG and then yeah. there's obviously the spin-off reading that happens with that stuff. Um, uh, so that's really good. Cool. And, and um, trying to find, I've got a bit of um, working through a few different things in the background at the moment, like yeah. uh, some of Mike Heiser's Divine Council theology okay. sort of stuff. I'm just wrestling through some of that. And so there's just the scripture reading that comes with yeah. trying to figure out that stuff, a bit of eschatology stuff just um um listening to people talk through that and looking up the scriptures they're referencing as they're yeah. going along so just uh, lots of different ways oh, just trying dear. to trying to soak it up that's great we're gonna mm. chuck something in the calendar to yarn some eschatology man yeah yeah that. that sounds good <laughs> so good man i know you've done a little bit of thinking about this and i'd be kind of keen to hear you flesh it out a bit uh obviously a lot of people listening will will be at a stage of life where a huge part of their week uh, is in in the workplace and um, yes time spent there hours spent there and yeah I've talked to a lot of people that sort of struggle I guess with where to put that in terms of there's frustration going I wish I could be serving the Lord doing XYZ other things and they feel like the work is sort of a distraction from that and I hear I hear where they're coming from and and I think there can sometimes be truth in it as well but I'd be interested in your thoughts like how have you thought through your own work that you do and sort of where that I guess fits into the big picture with Christianity and how the Lord sees your work yeah I, I think that's um that's an awesome question dude uh, the the I, I tend to think um, I have a slightly mystical bent and so I tend to think about things like sin and sanctification in a um, what would say in a quite a holistic sense right? sure. so they're not just about the things we do yeah it's it's, it's more pervasive than sure. that right and so so sin is evident in the physical creation in as much as it is in our decisions and our actions like it's sure. just this pervasive cosmic force yeah and so sanctification is somewhat similar right like and so there's this notion so in as much as um 
in as much as we are sanctified and in as much as that flows into the way we are within the world that will necessarily affect everything including our work sure regardless of what that work is so it's not like we have to be in the ministry or right. missionaries or something that's overtly christian to be working out in a sanctified way yeah and it can be subtle um but i think it's real yeah and so I, I think um i think it touches everything and i think it can also be um uh, a silent witness to sure. others and so I, I think um so i'm trying to <laughs> that's good that's we've got good. three hours right yeah yeah, yeah totally um so I, I think in some ways, so, so having discussions with, with friends who are non-Christian and we're sort of, you know, wrestling with, they wrestle with notions of God. Yeah. I often say to people, I don't, there's, there's a sense in which humility means we can lay hold of God conceptually up to a point, but we've got to be humble, right? We're going, we're talking about the originator of the universe, right? We're talking about the fundament of all being right right like i think the hebrew for yahweh is something like that which causes to be sure or something like this right so it's this it's this deep really deep idea so you're like so it's a given we are never going to be able to fully grasp right and so in some sense the notion of sitting back arguing about the nature of god and all that sort of thing is not quite right like there's something about it that's a little bit detached and intellectualizing something that is more fundamentally relational sure so what i often say to friends is that like god is more an orientation than a proposition right the intellectual follows but fundamentally it's like what are you going to point your life at okay and so that then influences everything and so every little choice we make during the day there there are implied value judgments right so if i do this rather than that yeah for some reason that thing is better that, yeah. that choice i made is for better. sure and so that in living out our values we are living out our um orientation yeah from a theological point yeah of view. absolutely um and so i think as i say regardless of what vocation we find ourselves in mm. if we're if we're packing bags at the checkout if, yeah. versus you know from the pulpit we are all doing something either for the Lord or otherwise. Um, and I think that can come through over time. And I think in that way we can, you know, to be the, the, the light and on the hill, the salt of the earth. I think some of that's, that's what that is, right? It's to sure. sanctify the world around us. And so in, um, um, in any work, but like in, in medicine, I think it offers us and affords us an opportunity to just remind others of what is good, yeah. what is true, and what is beautiful. Yeah. And through that, you're sort of implicitly orienting them toward God. Yeah. Awesome, man. Hey, you, you've hinted at some of it a little bit, but I, I'd be keen to hear your take on this because I just love hearing where different Christians are at with this, and you know, especially as I talk to Christians that are at different stages of their Christian life. One of the things Charles Spurgeon would ask people who would become members of his church back in the in the 1800s, he would ask them, uh, in addition to all the other stuff about being a member, he'd say, what do you want to accomplish for the Lord? So I pose that to you. Uh, all things being equal, knowing that we don't totally know what the future will hold and all that, but ideally, what's uh, the future Simon uh, wanted to do for the lord i want to accomplish a ferrari for the lord <laughs> um no i i'm actually a no that's not entirely true i try and remain principally agnostic to yeah. that um partly just like um you know like the apostle james talks about we ought to say lord willing yeah you know sort of thing like not be too concrete oh. on it um so I have notions. I mean, I think the short answer is on my deathbed, I want to know I've run my race yeah. and that I can say, yeah, I gave it a good shot. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think I definitely didn't do it perfectly. Like that's a given, but I want to know that I, 
I pitched it. Yeah. Um, and so I think in terms of um, contemplating things I'm good at and bad at, um, I think I am leaning towards towards this, and hence why studying theology and yeah. that sort of thing, I'm leaning more towards the um, something of the intellectual space yeah. around Christianity. Um, I've always had aspirations to to write books, and I've done little bits of writing over the years, um, and so I thought that's a space I'd like to explore. Yeah, time will tell if they're worth reading or should be printed on two ply. <laughs> um, um, and um, you know, explore eldership and that sort of yeah. thing. And so I think um, just something in that space. But the short answer is, I just I want to use what I've got. Yeah, and, totally. and, and I want to just push that and and. Time will figure out. Like you don't. I guess you don't always know what you've got until yeah. you try. And totally. So I want to just make sure I've tried. And if I'm bad at something, you go sweet. Yeah. That's that's not where I'm called to serve. Yeah. Um, but it's fine. And and like implicit below all of that is just kind of go. I want to be the best husband I can be. I yeah. want to be the best father I can be. Like like those are kind of like fundamental. Yeah. Um, I want to raise a godly family. I yeah. Wanna, um do all of that sort of stuff and then um hopefully um be of service to the kingdom some way somehow that's awesome mm. i love i love tackling this question and hearing people's thoughts on it because i think too often people like within christianity and sort of in a church context kind of like you sort of statically see oh yeah here's the church i'm at here's these people doing these things and just kind of idealize it and maybe just freeze it and go okay yeah what we're doing now we can always kind of do that but everyone's aging mm. children are growing well they're getting born and they're, they're growing uh, so things are getting bigger in that way hopefully um, you know we're actually on mission with Jesus expanding uh, the kingdom bringing people into the kingdom and so like that's just going to require more people to go okay well how could I put my hand to the plow what, what could I be doing and yeah I just, I just love to hear it people not just assuming yeah what we're doing now is good they've got it it's kind of like well we could do more and we could do it on a bigger scale And yeah yeah, I, I love that I mean one of the things I love about the the um, Canon Press guys the Moscow Idaho guys is I just love their industriousness sure. like, I just love hearing what they're up to yeah um, and so I like that uh, it's the same thing I, I would say I'm ambitious for God sure I'm optimistic yeah like, I, I don't I don't believe in a retreating Christianity sure it's like no no Christ is Lord Sure. Um, and so I think I believe in a, um, a confident, joyous Christianity that's saying, let's make this world a better place. Sure. Wherever we can, however we can, every day. Mm. Um, and so that's why I like, I like those notions of just, just sanctifying the world yeah. around us. I just, I, th I think there's so much that can yeah. be done. Um, and it's kind of amazing, you know, that there's just, um, like some days I work in, um, the middle of town here and so I walk around and there's, there's always a few homeless people around and sure. so I just started stopping and talking to these guys and just getting to know them and I thought there's, there's just what would you say places to serve everywhere right yeah man the, the, the work is plenty yeah mm. the harvest is plentiful mm. absolutely hey let's switch it up a bit and do a little bit of rapid fire you can go as long as you want with some of these but if you feel like doing a short answer you're more than welcome as well um i feel like we've got through the real meaty part of the conversation yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's been good um so let's just have a bit of fun with this so you're on a deserted island you can only have five books of the bible with you for some reason which uh, ones awesome it's ecclesiastes Get it. beautiful um i think psalms yeah psalms um proverbs i love gospel of john i love Particularly the opening chapters are just awesome. So beautiful. And um, I think Genesis. Cool. Uh, yeah, Genesis is amazing. So, awesome. Yeah. I, I appreciate that book more and more as mm. I get further into the Christian life. Just so much happening. And particularly with what we've just been up to uh, with church and Hebrews 7 going into Melchizedek and stuff. It's yeah, just yeah. so rich. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. And do you have a life verse? Are you one of those people? Uh, so, yes and no. Like the... Um, uh, there's some I love. Um, oh goodness, I'm trying to think what they are. I think it's out of Philippians. I can't quote it well. But the, whatever is good, yeah. whatever is true, whatever is beautiful. These, you know, thinking totally. on these things. Um, 
I Love like this. I like that. Um, I like Micah. What is it? Six. Um, six eight. Six act, eight. Act justly. Act justly. Of mercy, yeah. of mercy. Walk humbly with your God. Yeah. Um, those those are ones I like for the little you know one sentence. Yeah. Totally. Just like, yeah. What does a lot require? Yeah, cool. that's awesome. Yeah. The Christian school I taught at for five years. That's like the. I guess the verse on the crest or on the oh, yeah. on the logo, yeah, very cool. And so it was often I've mentioned very cool verse to just have the kids. You know, if there's one verse they know, they know that verse. You know, and they yeah. knew a lot of verses, but that's one they definitely knew. It was very cool. Marley's and I were, you know, just trying to uh, just moved into our home obviously recently, and so we're just trying to contemplate some wall art. Cool. And uh, I'm putting in a strong bid for that one. It's a great verse. Um, yeah, I always like that. The other one, you know, like the you know the common Christian fridge magnet or wall art is um as for me in my house right. i actually love more than that i love the preceding sentence of okay. choose this day who you will serve yeah um and i was like that i love that challenge that's a cool verse, just yeah. think, you know think about wh- where you're oriented who you're serving yeah yeah i love that man uh best thing about being a christian Ooh. um again um <laughs> I've got to answer in mind. I'm trying to decide whether to, to say it or not. So, <laughs> okay. uh, you know, I think I should be maximally honest here. <laughs> um, so I said, I've got a mystical bent yeah. and I, I think, I think of the world, um, I'm trying to think of a succinct way of saying it. I think the world manifests itself differently to Christians than to non-Christians. Okay. And so I think there's a certain beauty that reveals itself in the world, um, every day and every little thing yeah um that all just hints of the divine sprinkled through the world and yeah. i just think that's it's kind of beautiful yeah. right? you just walk around and occasionally just get moved to tears like yeah. the world is just phenomenal when you see god in it right. um and that that's incredible yeah um I'm glad you were maximally honest and, and got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great answer. Uh, book of the Bible you would like to get your head around better? Um, I guess for the, for the moment, I guess Revelation, although it's not only Revelation, but as I say, I'm just wrestling with eschatology type yeah, stuff. Um, and so it's obviously draws in on like the Old Testament prophets as well. Um, <clears throat> but I guess, you know, just Revelation 20, yeah. working through the implications of that where that falls in um uh i guess that's where my focus is at at the moment yeah yeah that's awesome i'm exercising uh the fruit of the spirit of self-control heavily by not uh by not <laughs> saying everything i think on this right now but uh, exercise, bro, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's cool man and, and yeah. it's exciting revelation i mean i will say uh my favorite thing about having spent time is that it just is working out like it's not just trivia yeah. but that it actually speaks to all of the Christian life and not just to a people, I mean, obviously depending on your view on it, but not just to a people that are in the future that I won't be part of, but it actually has to do with, you know, how I live before the Lord yes. today and, and the dynamics of how that looks. Yeah, it's just super encouraging. You just go, oh, no, this is, this is to me. This is, this is yeah. to the church, you know? Um, just, just yeah, really I think that's incredible. where I came to, too, because eschatology was always one of those things that I was a little bit in the who cares camp. Sure. Okay. I was like, I'll worry about it when Christ shows up. Right. But like, I always kind of thought it was fundamentally in the future. And so a little bit of who cares. And I, I think I've come around to a similar viewpoint. You kind of go, it does influence the way you perceive things now and the way we interpret things now. Sure. Um, particularly at a time when, you know, around the world, there's quite a lot of pressure on Christians yeah. to a lesser degree, here, but also, you know, rising here, You're rising here for sure. And and so how we interpret that, um, I think does matter. And so hence, yeah, eschatology is coming to view. Absolutely, man. Mm. Um, awesome. Do you have a favorite Christian song? Uh, I do. I'm not super musically inclined, but okay. I'm kind of, um, old school. So I like just some of the old hymns. Yeah. Um, as well with my soul, like just great song. Yeah. Love um, that song. Just beautiful lyrics. Just amazing grace. This, you know, that's just, you know, keep it simple. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's some of the, I'm not a massive fan of a lot of new Christian music. Sure. But um, there's some guys that's putting a, um, a newer spin on some of the old stuff. So there's I a guy, <clears throat> if you come across Brian Suave, he's like a pastor out in the US somewhere. Okay. Oh, yeah, actually, I he's on Twitter, I'm pretty sure. I've, yeah. I've come across him on yeah. yeah. And he's just doing, like, some just interesting stuff. Like, he's just doing, 
in Modern Spin on some psalms. Oh, cool. He does a little thing where he actually sings the Westminster Shorter Catechism. Oh, yeah. And so you can actually, like, uh, you know, it's like a good thing with, like, family devotional That's stuff. That's cool, He's yeah. like, what's the chief end of man, you know? He's All right, like, And he sings it out for you. Yeah. That's it's, cool. It's pretty cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, what about favorite, I guess, Christian uh, authors, thinkers, people who sort of been influential on your, on your thinking? Yeah, so... Um, I guess traditionally, a uh, big fan of C.S. Lewis, um, uh, Tolkien indirectly, like his, yep. his the theology laden through his fiction, like um, we were talking about earlier. Sure. Um, I yeah, of recent, I've been having a love affair with Carl Truman that yep. we've been talking about. Um, I'm so glad about that, man. I'm just trying to get everyone on to Rise and Triumph. I'm yeah, so, yeah. I'm so glad you're on it. Yeah, he, he, he's great. Um, yeah, they're the three to pop to mind quickly. Cool. I mean, there's plenty, obviously. Like, yeah. There's, well, it's replete with, with awesome Christian authors. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're the first three to pop awesome, to mind. Awesome, man. That's great. Uh, favorite thing about your church? Cool. You've already said so many nice things. Yeah, Just yeah. finish it off with a nice big uh, compliment. It's, um, it's just the people. It, it's it's different at Redeemer. The, it's, it's special, and it's awesome, and it's amazing. So the, the people... Of Redeemer, just mm. phenomenal. It's a phenomenal group of people. Awesome, man. Mm. Well, this has been another episode of Fill Me In, uh, episode nine. Give us a comment, uh, maybe give us a five star rating if you feel so inclined on our Spotify page. We are a Bible teaching church in the center of Tauranga. Come uh, check us out at a service one Sunday, maybe uh, 10.30 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Our website is www.redeemerchurch.org.nz. Simon, it's so good to have you with us, man. Thanks, man. Been awesome. Really loved it. Race and peace to Less than a cool fresh spring, and to one lost ship, a shepherd boy.